0: Good afternoon, Miss Karabraxos. Our session begins now, and of course, everything we discuss is subject to doctor patient confidentiality. Let's talk about the past week. How have you been getting on with those mindfulness meditations we spoke about? Gosh, Dr. K, you know this week has been a tough one. I chipped a nail, I had to deal with some major water retention, and I minced one of my clones. Ah, yes. Personal appearances can have a deep impact on mood, but. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry, Miss Carabraxos. What was that last one? I minced one of my clones. One of your own clones? What provoked that? Well, she was the one who chipped my nail. She was giving you a manicure? No, she kept trying to push my hand off the back of her head. I was forcing her face into a blender, you see. I think I see. I just can't handle sassiness in my clone employees. That must have been a difficult experience for you. Not really, no. I've always wondered what I would look like without skin and, well, now I know. Wouldn't call it a good look. A bit messy on the soft furnishings. You flayed the clone too? Oh no, this was a different one. She'd put a little bit too much tonic in my g and tea. I'd say I'm not bitter about it, but... <laughs> Do you get it? Bitter? Gin and tonic? No? <laughs> How many of yourselves have you disposed of? A negligible sum, really couple of hundred tops they do complain so and it is wearing all the screaming and begging i think i'm very restrained can't see why they aren't more grateful i give them their very own protein vats when they're developing and a generous severance package when they stop working for me a severance package i cut off all their limbs oh god i'm trying to remain professional and neutral but really this is too much miss carabraxos i'm i ap- i'm afraid you'll have to go elsewhere for your sessions in future Oh, I don't think so, Dr. K. Have you ever wondered why there are no mirrors in your facility? Why your access pass won't allow you to leave the therapy complex? You mean I'm you? I'm a clone? Oh god, let me go. Oh, I will let you go, all right. Not laughing at one of my jokes that's a sacable offense. Now, hold still. <coughs> 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 That's the third therapist this quarter. How tiresome.
1: Hello, welcome to the Oodcast. Joining me here in our uh, spacious studio uh, this evening um, are to my right, the ever-lovely Laura.
0: Oh, ever-lovely. I sound like a battery. A battery that brings lovely.
1: A lovely battery. Is That's that what I was going for. Ever-ready, or is that... Yeah, yeah, okay. ever-ready. <laughs> and that other voice, I don't really need to tell you, but I'm going to anyway, is Chris Sigma. Hello, everyone. Oh, uh, I, nice I, to be I back. I was going to add a, a nice thing about you, but that sort it's of ran good away hair. from me. Sorry. Good no, hair. no, do it now. Okay, um... Good hair. Opposite, (laughs) opposite me, um, as I'm sure you know, is my brilliant namesake with the I am informed great hair, Chris Sigma. Hi everyone, it's lovely to be back. And isn't it
2: interesting that even here on the Ucast we're going timey wimey because the last episode we recorded like seven months ago, something like that. And the next one you're going to hear we recorded seven months ago, but this one. Is in
1: 2015. Ooh, yeah. wibbly wobbly, Dude. as Stephen Moffat would love us to say. He really would want yeah. us to say that <laughs> desperately. Ah, so should we dive in, or should we see what we've been up to?
0: Let's dive straight in, as if into a pool of our favourite flavour of syrup. Mine would be hazelnut. Hazelnut syrup.
1: Mm. Mm. So, let's let's dive straight in then. Uh, time heist. Uh, first impressions? Hazelnutty.
0: No, no, it was good. Um, actually, it had a sort of feeling a bit like... Has anybody seen that film The Cube?
2: Yes, I've seen that film The Cube. Where mm-hmm. they're just no. in
0: different coloured areas and it's a collection of random people who are given the challenge to escape from somewhere. They None of them know why they're there or how to get from one place to the other. They get a series of random numbers and clues and that takes them through different chambers which hold different terrors
1: for them like like (laughs) the late 1980s itv children's classic nightmare sort of but
0: with more slicing
2: yes the very first scene has a man walk into a room and then there's a rush of air and he freezes and then he dissolves into tiny chunks of meat that fall onto the floor and then it's like cube (laughs) the title comes up afterwards don't go in there (laughs) after he has been cubed there is a bad
0: place I liked it actually I did
1: cube or time heist both really (laughs) I
0: mean one of them frightened me more than the other
1: this was quite scary I agree no not really I, I really enjoyed it as well actually at the time I remember being so excited mainly because I could show this one to the littlest doctor without much fear and I think I ended up watching it four or five times that week. Oh, so, it was nice coming back to it again after a, a, a gap and still enjoying it. So you didn't think that the teller was
2: scary at all?
1: Yeah, but I don't know. There's something slightly comical about the way the way he looks that I don't think worried. I'm just going to say his name, worried Luke really very much at all. Um, he thought it was funny you know um,
0: something with that many nostrils had to be designed by somebody in the media industry <laughs> I think
1: he looks like the
2: love child of Hammerhead from Star Wars and Admiral Akbar from Star Wars I think maybe those two characters have had an illicit affair and, <laughs> yes. that, and, and the result of that is is the uh, the teller
0: also quasi elephant like with the little weird tail like an elephant's tail but covered in tic tacs Mm. and big clumpy feet. And it gray. does
2: have a funny little tail.
1: It, it was really, it was quite cute. I thought the one thing I did think was quite scary about the, the teller actually was what he did to people. I mean the, the weird flat head thing. And uh, that was the one point where Luke turned around and, and made a kind of uh, face at me.
0: I mean, it's the second time that Dr. Who has used spoon heads as a thing. The first time was in the bells of St. John. And now we've had this one and um, that sort of got on my sciency nerve a little bit because it dissolved its skull as well as its brain. Like, mm.
2: I didn't know you had a sciency nerve loss.
0: I do, I do. It's located in my posterior.
2: Ooh, science words, <laughs> <laughs> biology and physics now.
0: I don't know if posterior is actually a science word, is it? My know. gluteus maximus. <laughs>
1: that's definitely a science word yeah and a gladiator word right
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) gluteus maximus the gladiator everyone fears i am
2: gluteus maximus i will
0: enter the ring
2: (laughs) husband (laughs) bottom to a murdered wife i don't know (laughs) Um, nice so it's weird because we're recording this one as i say in the future uh so we have seen the whole series, whereas the the last episode and the next episode, we hadn't seen how it ended. And I think I was so scared about what this new season was going to be like, and the hope that it was going to be good, that I didn't just see it as the sort of frothy confection that it is. And it really does move at a, this huge pace. Chris, you were saying in the bit before the podcast, which no one listened to, <laughs> that um. That you thought it was shot like Hustle, and that it yeah. kind of and it, it very it very definitely is, and of course, hustle was based I guess on oceans eleven, it's like a kind of cut price oceans it. eleven
1: the the way I thought about it at the time it did it looks and feels and sounds like an episode of Hustle in space, but with more likable characters, basically that's how i I thought about it after the first time I'd seen it um. And what I noticed from watching it again
2: was there was no interstitial tissue at all. Literally, they won't even stop to sh- to show the doctor Sonic screwdrivering a mm. panel open. It'll be like, "Here's a panel." Cut to doctor goes through the panel. Yeah. It's it, it just cuts to action, cuts to action the whole way through.
1: Mm. Yeah, although it's it, it's odd. It's that there's that one moment where he waves the Sonic insider inside that um inside the wall trying to unlock the vault, and it doesn't work. But apart from that, um you're you're right. They cut straight to action, which makes it even more confusing that there are so many scenes that use slightly excessive slow mo, which to me oh, always screams it. padding in my head. <laughs> oh no! To me, it's like
2: style. We're being stylish. Yeah, I liked it. I, I I really liked it. I. It's such a good looking episode. The whole series is so good looking. Clara is really good-looking. Good-looking, yeah. Mm -hmm. She could wear that outfit whenever she wants.
0: Outfit was good. The eyeshadow less so.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you can't have everything. True. But, mm, love a skinny tie.
0: Mm, I know you do. You know you say how it's (laughs) frothy like a milkshake. Uh, Well, I said a frothy confection, I think. Oh, sorry. I'm just thinking about milkshakes for some reason. Mm. It would be like drinking a milkshake with nails in because even though it's quite frothy, there are moments of extreme pain and introspective terror.
2: Yeah, but it set out its stall in such a kind of primary coloured hue that I don't think any of the pain, it didn't really land for me. I was like, oh, oh we're having a romp. We're having a romp. Oh, someone's yeah. having their brain sucked well, out. Yeah,
1: romp. Even the bits where they are talking about pain, it's always it, or talking about torture, it's always in such a, a, a cli- an obviously clichéd cheery way you know are you ready for a close-up um people here get fired with pain and things like that that is sort of that's the one bit that slightly irritated me at the time and it still slightly irritates me but i I, i'm yeah i think i'm able to take it as one big kind of candy flossy joyful thing rather than getting worried about the small bits that might annoy me
2: i really loved The voice of the architect. (laughs) That was the craziest accent choice I've ever heard. It was Brit. What even was that accent?
0: I think it was slightly American.
2: It was
1: American of some kind.
2: (laughs) I remain unconvinced.
0: What are you doing, Doctor? Why are you talking like that?
2: I'm just mucking around with the the the
0: tortoise's accent controls. (jinns) The TARDIS has accent controls?
2: Of course he does! It's a very sophisticated bit of
0: equipment. So, why are all those accents completely unrecognisable? They're not. This is a perfect South African accent. Doctor, I think the TARDIS might be racist.
2: I'll make a few adjustments to the sibilance subroutine. Perhaps tweak the plosive parameters by a couple of glottal stops.
0: I think... Think you're making this up. You're just doing silly voices.
2: Nonsense. The TARDIS is Time Lord technology, as such is completely serious and very dignified.
0: Or are you just trying to hide the fact that none of us can really do a Scottish accent? Maybe. (laughs) It was a bit like Sean Connery trying to do an American accent through an electrified sock. Well, there's one for the... For the oh, It's a
2: pull quote for the poster. <laughs> so, Chris, you were saying you thought they were more likable characters. What did you think of the supporting cast? Would you like to expound upon that?
1: Yeah, I thought they were... Strangely, considering the kind of defects or mutations they had, I think they were more human and slightly more rounded. They... Because I think it's obvious... It's made obvious what they're there for, what they're going for, and that they're you know the depths aren't that deep with them. That sounds like it's a contradiction. But I think it's easier to sort of believe in them as as you know people that might actually be there and do that, as opposed to someone just very unlikely that he's grabbed from the street and um that yeah I I think the background to Sai particularly is very interesting uh and that you know being an augmented human being able to delete his memory in order to escape interrogation i think is you know that's relatively believable if he is what he says he is
2: yeah there is that great bit where he's sort of like you deleted well clara says you deleted your family was, of course mm. i did uh, i yeah i thought that was really is a great idea that and very moffat i mean moffat loves playing with memory doesn't he mm. all mm. the time <laughs> In so many different ways, and there's so much more of it in this one as well.
0: Good job, he has such nice plot fauna in order to support that.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying he is.
0: I thought the a whole memory junkie, the whole supporting cast was actually pretty good, even down to the two incidental guards who delivered their lines with sort of not not overacting or anything, you know. We don't want to hurt you before we incinerate you Mm. we found these really cool worms and even the one who um is actually saber up in the office who's like you're being really thick like that actor could have really hammed up those few lines Mm. that they had but actually they did it really nicely and i thought keely hawes was fantastic just a brilliantly icy psychopath and everything her characters did i really liked
2: well, she's mm-hmm. got a bit of a background in time travel acting, hasn't she? Mm.
1: Oh yeah, she's a good one. Yeah, I, th- I kind of, I think it's a shame that it was what looks to be just a one shot character, um, because I think there's the well, there is potential. She has more than one site. Surely there could be more hijinks in another one.
2: Yeah, there's loads of clones all over the world. No
0: universe. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Also, seeing as she was dying, she probably came back as a Cyberman.
2: Oh, We wouldn't it's, know that at this point. It's though. not a
1: callback. It's,
2: it's like a call, <laughs> call forward. forward. <laughs> wasn't it only people on Earth?
0: Well, who says she wasn't on Earth?
2: They probably
1: you did have a branch on Earth. Yeah, yeah a branch. <laughs> um,
0: I've got to say, I'm pretty glad that my bank isn't that bad. I mean, occasionally, I do feel like they are trying to break me from within. But they never incinerated me, so I feel
2: that's good. I gotta say, I know people. I know some people have still got issues with Capaldi's doctor, but I don't think anyone can have issues with how good he is as an actor. Mm. I think he's 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 amazing. He's so watchable. He's magnetic. Whether you like the actual ca- character that's being written, it's not the actor. The actor is pouring his heart and soul into it. There's all of these incredible choices he makes in the way he delivers lines. There's a great bit where he's testing how hollow the floor is, where he does a little kind of agricultural does, dance yeah. to see if it's hollow underneath. He's just incredibly watchable,
1: yeah, I think. And even in the in the private vault with the uh, where I think it might go a bit far down the shut up route with the shutterty up 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 bit, which I don't. I I think it's just a bit needless. It still doesn't seem wrong when he does it. It still works. So, yeah.
0: And there's that little miniature summary of what he thinks of himself. Mm. Overbearing, manipulative, likes to think he's really clever and he hates him, but he can't promise to sort of destroy him, which is an interesting thing as well.
2: That's a really Moffat thing, right? That's not, not the first time that Moffat's put the words in the Doctor's... mouth. Oh, mm. Sorry, it's not the first time that a Doctor in the Moffat era has, has deduced something by working out that... I think in Amy's choice, he realises who the bad guy is because he hates him. Mm. Who could hate me that much? It's So the Moffat Doctor yeah. is self-hating. It's interesting. Mm. I don't see the Doctor that way. I mean, moments of... Sort of non-confidence in himself, but mm. I don't know. Hate.
1: Mm. Well, I I wondered whether it was him still kind of getting used to who he had become, rather than a pure hatred. It's still this unfamiliarity where he kind of separates himself in some way from the person he th- feels like he is. I don't know. It's 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 like somebody trying to come to terms with somebody something they've done that they don't remember.
0: Throughout this series, we've seen a lot of random people die as a result of things that the Doctor has done. So it sort of seems like he's almost atoning when he says he's going to rescue a whole species, and that's why they're there, Mm. to make up for that, which, given the amount of times he's had to sort of choose between genocide and other things, is, yeah, quite poignant. On a completely side note, um, in the vault... One of the things we see is Tutankhamun's sarcophagus. And don't know if anybody knew this, but recently it fell over and the beard snapped off. And rather than waiting for professional restoration, somebody in the museum just glued it back on with some araldite and slightly wonkily at that. <laughs> so <laughs> Tutankhamun now has a wonky beard. It's a pity they didn't put that in the set design.
2: Yeah, rest of the world. We're really good looking after our stuff. Not us. even our stuff. <laughs> looking after stuff. We've stolen from the rest of the no, world. No, guys.
0: Guys. This wasn't in... It's not in the UK. Oh. Where is it? I think it's in Egypt.
1: Oh, okay. That's oh, good then. So, yeah, it's not us that did it. Then it's fine. Yeah, it's absolutely um, fine. To go back slightly to the supporting cast, because I've just remembered a point I wanted to make. Sai, I think is particularly effective because he gives voice to some of the questions I think Clara is thinking about but can't can't bring herself to ask like the um the professional detachment stuff the you know that you, you and and the fact he says to her you're you're so good at making excuses it shows you've been with him for longer and I think she realizes that's true so i I think it's it's nice to have somebody more confident to ask the questions when she's obviously still living in this little kind of memory loop of what it has been like to be with the Doctor and she's trying to ignore the bits that irritate her.
2: Yeah, and he does well to do all that while being saddled with some of the worst prosthetics I've seen (laughs) Mm -hmm. for quite some time in Doctor Who. When we started designing the new Apple Brain, we thought about all our other products. We've always wanted the things we make to be works of art in their own right. The perfect synthesis of form and function. Stainless steel, aluminium unibodies, machine engineered bezels, and custom alloys. With Apple Brain, we took all that design knowledge, all the advances we've made over the years in engineering and microcomputing, and basically ignored it all by mashing a lot of circuit board parts into the side of your head. In many ways, the Apple Brain is our most personal device yet. That's because bits of it are literally fused to the flesh or bolted onto your skull. In the past, we've made pioneering advances in the field of wireless control and Bluetooth connectivity. For Apple Brain, we thought, sod all that, we'll just use lots of wires. Seriously, everything has a wire. You have to physically plug things into it and laboriously switch components every time you want to do anything new. I mean, it's only your brain, isn't it? It's not like it's something important like your phone, so why waste time making it look nice, or function in a user-friendly manner? Also, you can't back it up. So if there's a memory problem, there's a good chance you'll forget where your house is and who your family are. And maybe how to breathe. Oh, and it runs on batteries, so you'll have to spend 10 hours each day awkwardly bending over with your head inches from a plug socket, because we've made the charging lead too short. Either that, or fall into a coma. Yes, we're really excited about Apple Brain, and we know you will be too. When you download stuff onto it, green ones and zeros flash before your eyes like you're in the Matrix. Do you remember the film The Matrix? We do. And that's why we added such a cool feature. It's a bit like you're a cyberpunk character from a comic written in the 90s. We can't wait for the world to meet Apple Brain. We'll probably release some patches or something for it at some point. Nothing really works like it should at the moment. Until then, we're just hoping you're willing to permanently disfigure yourself on the off chance we'll get our <coughs> together. Apple Brain. Fingers crossed. Oh, yeah, that's, uh. let's just put some, oh, just, I mean, let's just get a circuit board. That'll be fine. <laughs> yep. Staple but, it to the
1: so side of the face. Some of those USB links were on, like, retractable wires. That's pretty swish. Yeah. For USB. 1997. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> okay, well, uh, shall we, do you want to do a sum up of some kind?
2: That would be nice. Like, I don't know.
1: Three words? I'll cheat because I've got a haiku that is more say. than three words yeah it's three mm. lines sure okay uh, you can ha- uh, say a sentence can we sum up in oh, i'll do
2: a, i'll do haiku right off the top of my head Go on then. time heist is a great big oh i've done it wrong let me try again <laughs> time heist is quite good it is a lovely romp, sir.
1: I would watch again. I don't know why I put so much effort in. Los, <laughs> you don't have to do a haiku. I'm not gonna
0: do a haiku, but I am gonna compare it to a food stuff, as is my won't. I found it a bit like an Easter egg, in that it looked really good. It was delicious in places, but it was still strangely hollow.
1: Ooh. Much like the bank. Okay, um and here is the haiku for Time Heist. He's been there before and hates himself for that trip. Makes two withdrawals. Mm. So I, I guess that's it. Um we've we've had a romp through Time Heist ourselves. Um lovely it was as well Good. it's nice to be back it's nice to be recording and it's nice to be talking to everybody out there yes Um, indeedy so uh, I guess for now and hopefully not for too long uh, it's goodbye from me Chris Alpha
2: goodbye from me Chris
1: Sigma and goodbye from me Laura
0: pip.
3: right in here quick are you sure it's safe? or should be just nobody move and nobody say a word. Right. What did I tell you? Not a word. You know, you should listen to me sometimes. I've seen many things you can only dream about moons that shine like diamonds in space, oceans of pure metal, creatures with six arms that hop around on one leg. You don't know everything, you humans. Any idea how to tie a splint to the front seven limbs of a lava crab from the Batravia Nebula? Or soothe a fever in a vessel vampire from Star Axis 7? No, well, I do. I'd like to see you try that without me. Shh! Don't shh me, especially when I'm lecturing you. You're happy to assume I enjoy your endless chatting whenever you have a problem, but when it's me... We know you're in there. Come out with your hands on your head. How on earth did they know we were in here? It should have been almost impossible to find.
0: Yep, it's a complete mystery, Big Mouth.
4: just yes. like a pie dish is your dying wish oh Mr. Spoon Forehead look at him his brain cells have turned
2: did the recorded
0: instructions
2: say? Say the words on the card
0: and grab the disgusting squidgy thing. Well, that's it. Well, I'm paraphrasing.
2: And it spoke like a cool kidnapping computer like in some futuristic movie. But where computers kidnap people? I'd watch it.
0: Which order should we go in?
2: Alphabetical because it's
1: got Alpha's name in it. All right. Here goes. Um, I am Chris Alpha and Ood, Uh, I have agreed to this memory wipe of my own free will. You
0: next.
2: I am Chris Sigma, Ood, and I have agreed to this memory wipe of my own free will.
0: I am Laura Sigma, and I am not touching that thing.